Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. I just, I want to start off with a few comments. You know, last week I was, I was more teaching and this week I feel more, more to, to preach uh, on this, this topic. It's kind of burning in my heart, but that, you know, God's word never changes. How many of you know that? That God's word never changes. Um, Isaiah 40 and 8 is where I want to start today, and this is my, maybe not a verse that you look at all the time, but in Isaiah 40 and 8, um, it, it says, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same. God doesn't do opinion polls on his word. It's the same. Society does opinion polls on the word, but God doesn't do opinion polls. God's word never changes, just like God doesn't change. God's word never changes, but how many of you know man's opinion of God changes? We're living in the throes of a culture that man's opinion of God is changing. The fear of the Lord is not what it once was in our nation. Would you agree with me? So what's right and wrong when, when our opinion of God changes then as, a, as a group of people, then, then our opinion of what's right and wrong changes. And when the culture around us begins to influence Christ, Christianity and the church, it's like the Bible calls it a little leaven leavens the whole lump. How many have ever baked bread and put leaven in bread? Few people. Um, when you put leaven in, that little bit of leaven at the right temperature causes the whole lump to rise, to change its structure. And when you, when you do that with society, when you begin to change the Word of God just a little bit, it begins to leaven and change all of the church, and the church affects society. You know, how many would agree we need revival? I mean, that's one, one place I'm going with this, but it's like a little stream of water going downhill. I don't know if any of you live on a dirt road like I do, but if we don't if we have just a little bit of water running downhill down our road, if we don't divert that or if we don't change that or, or get that water into the ditch, uh, sooner or later, it, it, even within a few months sometimes, it will, it will rut our road out to where it's hard to get through the ruts and the rocks in the road. It's hard to get out of. And what I see in society is that we have changed our opinion of God. And society has changed its opinion of God, and it's crept into the church, and it's allowed ruts in the church to cause division, division on, you know, people say about, about marriage anymore, about uh, traditional marriage versus same-sex marriage. And we know God, God has not changed his mind on marriage. Marriage was to be between one man and one woman, and it still is. And it, but society just has begun to erode the church because we have people in churches that are struggling with those issues because society is struggling with those issues. Matter of fact, society promotes confusion. The enemy's the author of confusion. How many of you have read that in the Word before? The, the devil is the author of confusion. If people are confused today, it's not on their own accord. The enemy is authoring confusion. He's trying to write down more confusion every day and put out his propaganda of confusion into a society until we got whole generations that are confused and have changed their opinion of God when God is the one who created us and he's really the one we need. Amen. He is the one, and his way is right. This word isn't keeping anything from us. His word is keeping us safe. His word 
is keeping us right with him. His, his word is eternal. It's the same. So man changes their opinion of God. However, God never changes his opinion of man. It's amazing, isn't it? No matter what we do, that he still loves us. No matter what we do, that he still draws us. That he still, every time even in the word, you know, up until the final judgment, Every time God brings judgment upon a people group or a person individually or society, it's to bring them back to mercy because God's love is everlasting. It's enduring. But after we die, it's too late. It's too late for somebody to pray us out of hell whenever we die. We have to get right with God before we leave this, this, this earth. We need, we need to be ready. So God never changes his opinion of man, but man changes their opinion of God. His love for us never changes. His, his opinion of right and wrong never changes. His definition of sin has never changed. Our need to be born again has never changed. Jesus didn't say you must just go to church. He said you must be born again. You must be born again. It's easy to be born again. We just we repent of our sin. We repent for living our way in life. And it, the, repent means to change our mind. We change our mind and decide we're not going to live for ourselves and for what we want anymore. We're going to live for God and what he wants in his way. And that's, that's how we begin our walk with God. God never changes. I got this the other day. I was praying about this communion. If you're coming to communion, please sign up out there. I believe for a special communion here uh, on the 20th. But I got this, I wrote this in my journal. The words of Jesus are not just written in red. How many of you have ever had a, a red letter Bible? Probably most of you, if you're old enough, your, your first Bible was a red letter Bible. It had, had the words of Jesus written in red. I had this thought I wrote in my journal. That they're not just written in red, they're backed by his blood. Man, that hit me. I had a, I had a Holy Ghost just break out when I just wrote that down in my journal the other morning at 5.30. You know, it's pretty hard for me to do that at 5.30, have a Holy Ghost breakout. But I, I had that thought, and I thought, wow, they're backed by his blood. If his words are backed by his blood, if God thought it's so important to back the words of Jesus by his blood, then his word is going to stand no matter what man's opinion is of God. I think there's a lot of people that think they're right with God, that have, they have fallen into the trap of, of living as a Christian by the opinions of man. And it won't work. It won't work. It won't save you. The opinions of man will not save us. If people don't like it that you're a Christian today, Jesus said, it's good news. They hated me. They're going to hate you. There will be people that hate you just for being a Christian, just by standing on the word. Well, Preachers are falling all the time. They're caving in all the time to not preach the parts of this that are offensive. Boy, it's quiet. I know that's not that way here, but it's like people are falling all the time because they don't want you to deal with the parts that are offensive. That, that could cause somebody to not come to church or to leave the church. If we don't preach the Word, we don't have a church. If we don't preach this the, we don't need balance. Everybody says you need to be balanced. You need to be, no, you need accuracy. Accuracy. I'm going to get into the two edges of this sword here in a minute. But you need accurate. God's about accuracy. He's not about balance. God's not, God's not shaking because there's people that don't like him. God's not shaking because the world is crazy right now. That, that common sense has become... It's not common, like they say. It's not common anymore. It's like we wake up in this dream of the world going on, but we just can't, we just can't keep 
cursing the darkness, we got to turn on the light, which is His Word. His Word is light and life, and to those who are in darkness, it's a beacon. A dead church wasn't going to save me. A dead church wasn't going to reach me. A watered-down gospel wasn't going to change this man's life. It, wasn't, it won't change anybody. A watered-down gospel won't change anybody's life. It's no different than having the Lions Club if we don't preach the Word. We might as well be the PTA, or now it's the PTO. I don't know when that changed. It's somewhere. It was a PTA when I was a kid. I don't know what happened between the A and the O. I guess it's not politically correct. I don't know. I don't even care. But we're not the PTA. We're not the PTO. We're not the Lions Club. We're the bride of Christ. And he said he's coming back for a bride without spot or without wrinkle. Not perfect, but, but the ones who will walk and obey the word. His word. Not my word, but his word. He's coming back for a church that is in love with a word that is backed by his blood. Hallelujah. To pick and choose what we want from Scripture without the full counsel of God not only waters down the word, it belittles the sacrifice of Jesus. If I'm going to water down the word, if I'm a preacher and I'm going to water down the word, it belittles what he did on the cross. If you're going to let people talk you out of this in your life, talk you into compromising and living another way, it belittles his sacrifice. Well, people say, no, I'm just don't, I just stay away from that. Well, it's sin. People say, well, I've had people tell me, I believe, I believe I'm okay. I was, I was talking to this guy I used to work in the bar with, and uh, he was like, me and God's got a deal. I was like, really? You, God's got a deal, huh? Well, what is your deal? And he started to tell me the basis of his deal was that he was a good person. I used to have that deal. And then some guy got in my face, some, some brave little dude got in my face, and he said, I said, uh, I believe I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I do more good than bad. I've never murdered anybody yet. You know? How many had that, that kind of deal with God? And you know what he said to me? James 2, 19 and 20. Demons believe and tremble. Do you think demons are going to heaven? Hmm. I didn't know much about demons at that time, but I thought, no, demons aren't going to heaven. So it smacked me in the face. It was a head-on collision, like we prayed about this morning. I had a head-on collision with Jesus, and he won. I used to love those drills where you lay on your back. I can't remember the name of it. You lay on your back, and they give the running back the ball, and you jump up and turn around, and you hit him, you know, and you tackle him. I can't remember even what the drill was called. But I love that drill. Amen. So I like to drill people. Well, God drilled me that day. He drilled me. He drilled me. His love came down. He wrecked me. He wiped me out. He changed me. He, the, 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 the sacrifice of his suffering was made real to me that day that he died for my sin because of my sin, put him on the cross. You know, here's the thing. Here's a thought I had. I was going to say this, but I'm going to say it now. You know, people shouldn't repent smiling. They should smile after they repent. Not everybody cries when they're under conviction, but nobody's smiling. Amen. 
I smile all the time, but when I'm under conviction, I'm not smiling. I'm either crying or I'm hitting my face before God and I'm repenting. But we've, we've come to a place today where we have, we have Christian events where people are at the altar joking and smiling and laughing. I'm not talking about an altar where there's healing and stuff. I'm talking about an altar where people are getting saved. Shouldn't be an altar full of people just horsing around. An altar where you get saved is a place where you know you're a sinner and you need a Savior. And that kind of conviction is coming back to the church again in this hour. I was like praying. I had a man, when we were in the old part there not too long ago, I had a man one time, I preached a, I preached a message uh, like this, and I had a man run, run to the altar and dive in my lap, dive in my lap and cried like a baby, big tough man, dove into my lap and said, I have sinned before God and against the church. He did that in front of his whole family. He ran to the altar. My friend from Thailand, Ben, he called me a while back and he said, when's the last time you've seen somebody run to an altar? I said, it's been a long time. I, don't, I, I see people that it's hard sometimes to get people to raise their hand, but I'm telling you, we're coming into an hour that God, there's a dividing line where you're either for him or against him. You're, there's not going to be these opinionated, quote, believers that are not disciples, that think they're right with God. they got to deal with God, but they're not going to heaven. And God wants to have mercy on them and call them out of the clutches of hell and out of the confusion and out of the delusion and call them back to himself. He's a jealous God. He's a jealous God. He will have no gods before him, no idols before him. There are no idols before God. Maybe Facebook kicked me off because of my title this morning. I don't know. But I'm telling you something. God hasn't kicked me off. Because of the Word is still what's quick and powerful. The Word of God is still what changes people's lives. It's the Word. I don't ever want to stand before God as a preacher and blood be on my hands because I picked and choose through the Scriptures to please people. What good is it if I, have a, if I have a church of a thousand people and everybody just loves me and they love the church and they love the, the little trinkets or whatever it is. They love all this stuff, but they're going to hell. What good is it if that's the way that we see our Christianity as a club where we're better than everybody else? I got newsflash for you. I'm not better than everybody else. You're not better than anybody else. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that makes us worthy. The blood that he shed on the cross that he backed his word. It's the blood of Jesus that makes us worthy. I'm not better than anybody else because I stand up here and preach. I'm only worthy through the blood of Jesus. I'm doing this to be obedient to him or I wouldn't preach. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.